leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Let's welcome the CEO of Supersport United on the line, Stan Matthews. Stan, good evening. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Sabisha. How are you doing? No, we're fine. You must be doing well. Unbeaten start to the league campaign. Four wins and three draws, Stan. Yeah, it should have been um, five wins and two draws. Uh, we missed the late penalty against Chippa, which was pretty disappointing. But uh, to be honest, that's a fantastic start for us. And, um, you know, we've had good starts in the last uh, three seasons, um, you know, including this one. Last year, we had um, 31 points of the 16 games which was uh, really good points for just under two points a game and, you know, put us in contention. And and then we had a 10-game um, run where we couldn't catch a win. So mm. I think that we uh, experienced enough to know that um, how you start is, is, is good, but it's not um, the most important thing. And there's going to be a few stretches of the season where we're going to have to really stand up and be counted. And... You know, that starts on the weekend against um, Calvary Chiefs after they had a good win and, you know, Stuart seems to be doing his stuff there and, 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 and turning the corner. So we're expecting a, a good, tough game um, on Sunday and hopefully we can keep that unbeaten run going a little bit longer. Okay, and as I did say at the top of the show there, the Supersport United fans that called us when we had Coach Caetano were worried about how... Supersport finishes the season, not how you start the season, but how you finish it. And the CEO has already addressed that. We're just going to try and get him on a better line. Um, I can't hear everything that he's saying. I don't know if you guys can, can hear him clearly, but I just want to try and get him back on a better line. But the number for voice notes is 061-4104-107. 061-4104-107. We do take calls also, even though people prefer voice notes. But um, you can dial in and actually use your phone uh, to call. Because that's what it's for also. 011-714-2006. 011-714-2006 is the number to call if you want to speak to uh, Stan Matthews. Seven games, four wins, three draws. He believes that it should have been five wins um, after the first seven games. But still, there are four points behind Sundowns. We've won six from seven uh, with one draw and without conceding. Obviously, they haven't lost a game so far, but they haven't conceded a game. So how is that? And um, we've got Stan back on the line. So Stan, what would you attribute this good start to this to to, to, to this league campaign to? Well, like I said, uh, we've started well in the last three campaigns. So I think that um, credit has to go to our backroom staff and our technical team. Uh, they've done well um, in the last three pre-seasons to get us off to good starts. And if you go back to 2017, 2018, 2019... We made three consecutive MTN 8 finals, um, winning two of them uh, against Cape Town City and Highlands and, and losing one against Cape Town City in a penalty shootout. So we've traditionally started the season pretty well. Um, we're good starters. Um, but like I said just now, uh, you know, we have hit wobbles in the middle part of the season and um, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We're very happy for our start, but... Uh, you know, we want to just try and eke out results, um, make sure we can get, uh, you know, past the 40-point the mark and know that another top eight is in the bag. And after that, we'll see where we are. I, I, you know, I don't see anybody keeping pace with sundowns. So, um, you know, we, we're not 
you know, looking at the situation and saying, oh, you know, the title contenders or something like that, we're pretty realistic about where we are. But if we can get to, to 50 points, which we've only done once under Keitana, um, then I think we'll have made good strides as a team and, and given a lot more youngsters some game time. As you can see, a lot of uh, young players are getting uh, opportunities at the club at the moment, and we want to keep that going. So hopefully if we are in a safe position by you know mid-February and March, then the last two months of the season we can do what we did last year and, um, and, and blood a couple more youngsters um, like we did with Jesse Don and Luke Fleurs. And we've got a, another half a dozen players of that caliber um, coming through our Whiskey Challenge team. So, you know, I think we're, we're in a decent space. And um, it's, it's the coach's third season as a head coach. Stan, what can you say about his growth in this position? He's been very stable. Um, he's, he's been a great club man in the sense that he's brought into the vision that we are not going to be the super sport of old that um, raise the every now and then for some marquee signings. You know, I spent, I spent uh, close on, 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 on two million bucks acquiring uh, Aubrey Mugiba, um way back when. Uh, I, I spent a lot of money bringing uh, Dean Furman back to the country. Uh, at one stage, we had some big hitters in the team, like Kingston and Carter from Chiefs, and Doug Wome from Sundowns, and Tuso Parler, who was a, a big signing. Clayton Daniels uh, was 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 um, you know a big earner. So you know we've had situations where we've had you know really big. Uh, 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 players on the books and now we are taking a view that we'll produce uh, our own household names um, and polish some of the players that we, we bring in from, from other places as we've done with, with Luke and Jesse and um, with Sipan Bui and with Jamie Weber and with Tiboho Mukwena uh, with Young Gampani Lungu from, from Zambia and, um, you know, in some of the youngsters that we've got coming through, just acquired Keegan Johannes, a uh, tremendously exciting prospect, and uh, Keenan Phillips um, that we brought in last year from, from Bitbits when, when they were sold. And he's an absolute gem. I think he's going to be a top-class fullback, mm. um, not only for us, but, but for the national team. And um, when he's having pressure on him from the likes of, of, of Keegan Johannes, then... Uh, we're in a good space. Uh, you know, Di is the national captain of Botswana. He's 22 years old. Um, so just, you know, generally speaking in the club, besides for Bradley, Gabruza and and um, uh, Bushle, we, we don't, and, and Bashira, you know, those are, are maybe half a dozen players that we have around 30 years of age and the rest are all 25 and younger. So we, we, we're pretty happy about where the club is at the moment. And, and you've kept faith in the coach, Stan, despite the club not saying anything to the contrary about his future. But there's always been speculation, especially last season, that he was on his way out. Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been outspoken about that matter. Um, I think it's very insulting um, and disrespectful when a person's job is bandied around in the media um, on the line, um, especially a club man like Aitana who spent... 22 years at, at our football club without leaving. He signed as a player back in 1999 and he's worked his way through the ranks and he's done exceptionally well. And like I said, he's delivering on our club mandate, which is to produce younger players and a, 
a squad that, let's say, is um, you know less filled with big hitters and big names and big signings. And he's got on with the job, rolled up his leaves, done exceptionally well, two consecutive fifth-place finishes, which you know is probably one spot sh- uh, short of where we would like to be. Mm. But at the same time, two years in a row, we've played more under-23 players than any other team in the PSL, but by thousands of minutes, not just a close thing, thousands of minutes that separate us from the rest of the pack in terms of giving young players opportunities. And one has to give um, credit, as I said, A to Katana for having the courage to play young players when other people are playing uh, 31-year-olds, 32-year-olds, 35-year-olds, um, and blocking the path of, of, of youngsters. And my coach has not done that and, and, and at risk of his job. So, uh, you know, we've got tremendous respect for him in fulfilling the club mandate. And that's why, um, you know, when people started asking, you know, is his job under pressure because we had one little bad run, you know, I think that's, that's disrespectful and insulting and, you know, in a small way, ignorant because... We, you know, we, we, we're building a football club on a three to five year vision. And if we stub our toe along the way and have one bad season where we underperform by a couple of places, that doesn't shake our belief and our faith and our confidence in the vision we've laid out for the club and a vision which we believe will, um, you know, further cement us as a unique value proposition in South African football from the point of view of producing more good young players for the national team than any other team. And um, having a real vision and a desire to get to a place in our club where we have a starting eleven that comes entirely from our academy. And um, that's a vision which we're putting out there, and we're going to go for it. Um, if we fall a little bit short, so be it. But Keitan has been fantastic. And also credit to the, technical, the rest of the technical team and the sports science and medical team. We've got a fantastic doctor in... Dr. John Patricios, we've got a physiotherapist in Bafana Sichlali, who's one of the most dedicated and professional individuals you could ever wish to find. Um, and, and, you know, Kourbis Bavet, uh, who's been with us also uh, 20 years. Uh, Grant Johnson and Andre Arendtel that have been with us 15 years in the goalkeeping department. We've got a good, solid uh, 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 backroom staff. And, um, and really all the credit has to go to them, to the Kwaneli Corpus and Godfrey Mustetsuas, and, and, and these guys who have been with us for nearly two decades, producing fantastic uh, players uh, year in and year out. Yes, and I guess it also talks to the culture at the club where coaches stay at Supersport United, about one or two, but you don't usually fire coaches there. Then, as you said, you've got a plan. I just want to go to the lines. We've got Z- is it Zava in Cape Town. Thanks for holding Zava. Oh, okay, we've lost Zava. We're going to get uh, Zava back on the line. Please call us back on 011-714-2006. Also, Stan, you didn't reinforce much in the new season. Why was that? As I said, um, you know, we've, we're pretty happy with what we've got. Um, we're, we're, we knew we were going to be short at centre-back because you can't lose players of the, the experience of Clayton Daniels and Grant Kakana and Bongani Kumalo. I mean, just combined there... Uh, you know, is 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 uh, you know what 75 years of experience. So we couldn't you know just lose that, which is why we brought Bushley in uh, last year. We dropped a lot of points when we played uh, Luke and Clockway together. So I think you know you've seen Kaitana sprinkle it around where he's got an experienced CEO, an experienced bass on the side. If Luke and Clockway are playing together. 
And if he brings in a Keenan Phillips or a Mahachi at left back, then he goes with, um, you know, a Bushley and one other Vitlokwe in the middle. So he's, he's done a good job of balancing our defence. Uh, we feel that we're well stocked in, in all the departments. Uh, we are short at left back and we're short at striker. Um, those are two positions which we'll be looking to reinforce in the new season. Um, but right now we're happy with what we've got and, and we, we're going to work with the, with the players we've got. We've got a small squad, uh, 25 uh, players in the squad and everybody getting opportunities. So, uh, you know, we don't see the need to be rushing off into the market and like I've been quite vocal a few times to say that, you know, for, for us, we lick our lips when we see other teams signing 11, 12, 14 players at transfer window because we know that you can't just blend together 14 strangers and have a, a sustainable, consistent results. And if you look at the turnover of our team, we're growing it incrementally. We're producing players from within, you know, over the last three, four years to let go of players like Aubrey Modiba, Dean Furman, to lose that kind of experience in the heart of the midfield, Cole Alexander, uh, Pumlani Changasi, uh, Lucky Mohomi. We've had some experienced pros in there over the past few years, but they've all been there for one purpose and one purpose only, which was to provide good leadership and mentorship for Taboho and for Nguli um, and for Weber. And now those three boys have to pass it forward. And for they've Jesse done Don a great job of, of doing with Jesse Don. And, 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 and there's going to be more. Harper Morales is an extremely exciting mm. talent. And, um, and other kids in the academy that played with Jesse and Luke last year and that know themselves that they've got every bit of talent as those two and that if those two can get called up to Bafana, so can they. So there's a good positive spirit in the club at the moment. Okay, let's go back to the line. Zava from Cape Town, you're back on the line. Good evening. Yeah, Travis, Ukraine, boss. Yes, yes, in member, right? Sure, boss, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask about the name Supersport. I, I believe Supersport comes from the DSTV channels, you know, and that used to be called Supersport. So um, I, I thought maybe when Supersport channels changed its name, the team was going to change the name too. So I want to know what's going on with the name there. Where did, the, did it come from those DSTV channels or it came from somewhere else? Stan, did you uh, get that? Other, um, yes, I got it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we were the old Pretoria City franchise mm. um, that MNET Supersport bought in 1994. And in 1997, we applied for a, a, a name change um, at the Board of Governors at that time, and it was granted. So for the past 24 years, we've played at Supersport United. Uh, we have not been tempted to change our name. Uh, we've built a good brand. We represent um, a premier broadcaster on the African continent and a, a broadcaster that adds tremendous value uh, to the sporting landscape as a whole and to the football landscape specifically. Um, so we're very proud of that role, and that's part of the reason why we see ourselves in a differentiated role. We don't see ourselves as an ordinary football club, and we don't see ourselves as wanting to try and catch up with Chiefs, Pirates, and Sundowns to be a big uh, a dominant club. We see ourselves as a good, nimble, well-run, family value system-based club. And uh, if we can produce good young players, as we have for decades now, you know, uh, Kermit Erasmus that's playing at Sundowns joined our academy at the age of 12. Kamasela Mokocia playing at FC Cincinnati in America joined our academy at the age of 12. 
Ronan Williams, the captain of Bafana, joined our academy at the age of 12. Tato Mukeke, playing at Cape Town City, joined our academy at the age of 12. So we've invested a lot in, in South African football for young kids at a young age and brought them through. Um, we want to continue doing that, um, and, and, and we've built a good name and a good reputation. We've finished 21 years consecutively in the top eight, and that's a record in South African football that none of the big three can claim a, a, a title to. And it's a consistent record that we're proud of. So our name is, is part and parcel of who we are, uh, what we represent, and what our image and our value system represent, uh, what our excellence and professionalism represents, what our patriotism and, and passion for the game of football in South Africa and on the African continent represents. So we're not going to be changing our name anytime soon. Okay, but are you here for the long run, Stan? Because there have been reports that um, the club could be up for sale. Yeah, um, we've seen that over the past two years. We've heard those reports. Of, you know, they generally go next to reports of FIFA and Booty signing for Chiefs on a free transfer or to Boko Mokwena signing for Sundowns or Ronan Williams signing for Pirates or Bradley Grobler signing for Chiefs. So, you know, there's a lot of unfortunate journalism out there that um, feeds on the scraps and it kind of throws out unsubstantiated and misinformed information. Um, it might be good for selling newspapers and magazines um, or getting uh, hits on, on Twitter or, uh, you know, social media following, but to be honest, it doesn't hold any credence with serious people in the football business. Um, a lot of us are very disappointed with the standard of journalism and the level of reporting, which you know prefers to focus on nonsense, really, um, you know, unsubstantiated stuff. Uh, players that have three years left on their contract being uh, touted in the media, signing a pre-contract with another club, and other such um, mischief making. I think uh, that. You know, I think there are too many journalists that are under the influence of club bosses and agents and um, not really reporting on facts. So, you know, we can't keep jumping through hoops to, to tell people stuff. We issue statements. We say which players are and are not for sale. Um, we, we state that our club is not for sale. We state, um, you know, that our coach is not at risk. Uh, after that, if people want to still keep writing stuff, you know, we just have to shrug our shoulders and carry on with our business because we can't be wasting our time and energy on 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 on, on journalism that's not based on facts. But on that note, though, we've heard from some of the parents then that their boys were told not to come back to the academy next year. What does that mean? Are you still keeping the academy? Is the academy closing? Yes, uh, we're still keeping the academy again. Um, what I have said is that you know, the last two years have been tough for us uh, to be so really tough. Uh, we've been housing 12 to 15-year-old kids that have had to be shuttled back and forth to their homes many, many times as we've gone through a first and a second and a third wave uh, and an anticipated fourth and fifth wave coming. They've had a lot of negative impact on their studies. We've had to spend a, a, an inordinate amount of money reinforcing their education with tutoring and study buddy and all sorts of, of extra tuition that for 12 to 15 year olds we feel at the moment is very tough and, um, and a big ask, not only on the kids and their parents, but on us as an institution. Uh, we're, we, you know, we're under a, a considerable pressure, as all clubs are, financially to meet budgets with restricted 
our resources because we've had to spend probably all of us 10 to 15% more on our budgets due to COVID restrictions and protocols. We've all probably lost 10 to 15% of our budgets in terms of loss of, of revenue at the gate. So when you add those two things together, something has to give. And for us, we felt that right now in the life cycle of the club, we would be prepared to give up the accommodation and housing of the 12 to 15-year-olds in our academy. Uh, we'll be focusing our high-performance program on the 16 years and up uh, category, so nothing will change there. We will still house and accommodate, educate, uh, school, and, and look after all our kids that are in that high-performance program. But, you know, 20 to 30 kids that would normally have been in our junior academies in, in the under 13s, 14s, and 15s, um, you know, we've had no choice but to say, listen, if you want to stay at the club, you can but you'll need to, you know, make plans from, from home. You'll need to stay at home. You'll need to be educated at home. You'll, you'll need to live at home. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, we would love to have carried on the, the exact same model that we've had for the past 20 years. But it, our reality isn't the same as the past 20 years. And you have to think about the long-term future. We've got a good young club. Um, we can start again in the 13s and 15s whenever we want. Um, we've got a fantastic batch of under-13s and 15s, as especially under-13s, are exceptionally strong um, in our club. And we won't lose any of those players because they all come through our soccer schools. Um, so, you know, even though they um, will be staying at home, they'll still carry on playing for the club as normal. So, again, you know, um, I understand where some of the reporting comes because we've had to chop probably two dozen kids um, from our academy. But, um, you know, the academy is certainly carrying on full tilt. It's a SAFA requirement that every club has an academy from under 13 to under 19. We won our under 13, well, we came second in our under 13 league. We won our under 17 league. You know, we've got two of the brighter age groups in there that the future is very bright for super sport. We're playing with Sundowns, Chiefs, uh, um, as two other PSL clubs in the semifinals of the South End Development League. So we're very, very happy about where our position is. And again, you know, a lot of mischief making, a lot of uh, uh, players in our academy attempting to be poached by other clubs. Mm. And so I think the narrative of Supersport shutting down and going down and shutting its academy and doing all these things is a narrative that some of uh, you know, other people may wish to benefit from out there, but which is absolutely not true. So we will have a, you know, a full academy set up um, as normal, we just cut down on our, our, our housing and, and, and hostel dwelling. So okay. and I hope that clarifies it. Yes, I was about to say thanks for that clarity then. I think you've given us more detail and clarity in detail. Let's just take a couple of voice notes. Evening, member and Taveza then. As far as the on-the-field things are concerned, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy and I'm very proud of our football club. But what are we doing to grow our fan base, like the marketing side, to take the club to the people? Good evening, Tabi. So we are speaking to Elfas Novoye in Guazunatal. I know that curiosity killed the cat, but I would like to know how much does the highest paid player at Supersport get to take home? Thank you very much, Tabi. So enjoy your evening. Hi, member. Uh, you know, I mean, like I see stand the. I'm not a super sport fan, but I'm a soccer fan. I mean, you know, super sport are one of the teams that have done well for 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 South Africa. You know, I mean, like you know, 
with their budget, with everything they do. You know, I just want to congratulate them. You know, I mean, I just want to find out: uh, are they are they are they are they trying to get back to their to the to their to the good old days where they were very competitive in winning? Because I mean, like the past uh, few years, they've, they've taken their foot off the pedal. Okay, thanks for for those. Maybe let's start with the first one. Stan wants to know what are you doing to grow the club's fan base. I would think over the past few years, though, that Blue Army has been growing. Uh, yeah, look, um, I don't want to you know present that we are where we want to be in terms of our support base. We'd love it to be bigger, but I think a lot of fuss is made in this area where for us we've got a stable club. We before COVID we were averaging five and a half, six thousand people to home games. So for us, you know, that's not a bad target. It's just that we're playing in a stadium that's not really suitable for us. If we were playing in a six to 8,000-seater stadium, uh, it would be fantastic. If we were playing in an old Caledonian stadium, it would be amazing. But we're playing in a 30,000-seater, so the 5,000 fans looks very, very bad. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we're realistic about where we, where we are and where we want to be. We can't match Chiefs Pirates and Sundowns for mass appeal. We can't match Sundowns for Trophy Hall over the past few years. Um, but we certainly um, know who we are. We've got a, a loving, a loyal base of supporters. And yes, we're going to try and grow that. Um, we're looking at a lot of different ways. We just had a, a, a big research uh, commission for the club on how we can engage and interact with our fans better. We've already started some of those uh, activations. We partnered with a great brand like Huawei now in technology to add value to our fans, to run more competitions, to give away more prizes, to interact and throw out more content and more video and more Instagram and more TikTok. So we are trying to be more relevant. We're trying to engage with our fans on their phones, on their tablets, um, in the palm of their hand, and we'll continue to try and, and do that. Um, so that's, you know, on, on the fan side. In terms of the salaries, mm. uh, obviously we don't um, insult anybody by quoting specific salaries, but the top players in the PSL um, can earn now, you know, between five and seven, eight million bucks a year. Um, and, you know, the, the, that's, that's, that's your top earners. Um, obviously, the majority of those are at, are at the big three. Um, you know, but one or two of us, uh, Cape Town City, Amazulu, ourselves, you know, you have to invest in one or two marquee players that, you know, cost big bucks. For us as a club, when the player becomes too expensive, then it's time for us to sell. And, um, you know, we, we, we can't afford to be paying six, seven, eight million rand in salaries like the other clubs. So when the player starts to expect that or warrant that in the market, we're very proud, very happy for them. And we want them to go get those, that kind of number. Um, but it won't be at our club. Um, but if we can help players become multimillionaires, we've created, I think, over 50 multimillionaires in South African football. We'd love to uh, create more. Um, so that's the question on the, on, on yeah. fans. Um, I mean, on the salary, sorry. Then, um, uh, and just back, just back to the one on fans, uh, Stan, it's coming through on social media also. You're part of the PSL's Exco also. What's the latest on the return of fans to the to the stadiums? Um, as we've announced, uh, we're going to be using the MTN final as a test case to reintroduce and reintegrate fans to the stadium. We get our directives, um, you know, in terms of the regulations, the Disaster Management Act, and 
um, the regulations published by the Minister of Health and the Minister of Sport, um, also from our mother body, SASA. So we're all collaborating um, to try and bring fans back to the stadiums. In the beginning, it's going to be limited numbers in terms of the regulations. So I think it's about 2,000 fans. Um, and then as we grow incrementally, hopefully, you know, we can start getting to 50% capacity and, 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 and onwards from there in terms of having fans back. Uh, we desperate, all of us, to have fans back. Um, but, you know, we're not going to rush. We're not going to break protocols. We're not going to uh, be reckless. We've had a great um, unbundling session with SAFA in terms of the learnings that they took out of the Ethiopian home game. Uh, we had a good session with Dr. Nguenya uh, specifically around protocols and what they learned from that experience and how we could do the cup final better and learn from the experience. So we're sharing collaborative ideas. And um, hopefully it's not going to be long before we see a good percentage of fans being allowed back in the stadiums in a good, safe uh, manner, uh, uh, in a vaccinated um, environment and in a safe, sanitized, social distancing environment. And another question as we wrap up, common one as you would expect, is about the futures of Tebo Homokwena and Supombule. They were the subject of discussion or speculation in the transfer window. They still are, actually. Yes. Um, what is their status and has there been official interest in so, the two players? Yeah, so just to, to respond on that and, and the other question which wasn't answered just in terms of our ambition and taking our foot off yes, the pedal, yes. as I said. You know, if, if you look at the last seven years, um, Chiefs haven't won a trophy. And Pirates had won one trophy. In those seven years, my club has won six trophies and made seven other cup finals and a continental cup final. So, you know, if that's not ambitious for people, if that's not achieving, if that's taking the foot off the pedal, then I'm pretty chuffed as a football club because outside of sundowns, there isn't another football club that can touch our record um, over the past 15 years. And um, we've done that doing interesting things. And we, we certainly don't equate playing good young players as a reason not to achieve. We are very ambitious. We want to win. And we think we can win with this batch of young players that we have. Um, maybe not the league because sundowns are too strong. But as time goes forward, we'll be trading blows again in the cup competitions pound for pound. Uh, we're going to be retaining um, all our top talent. Uh, I've said, uh, uh, you know, that the only player that could potentially leave us at the end of the season at this stage is Tabojo Mukwena, um, because we set him targets, and he's achieved a lot of those targets. He's got one or two more targets still to achieve. He started very well in the first seven games um, to get us where we, where my chairman set him some goals. And um, towards the end of the season, we will sit down with him and discuss where's the best move for him personally, and then um, from there make a deal with the club um, that he wants to go to. So we've given him that respect. We're not going to push him on a club that just because you're getting more, you get an offer that's bigger from one club than any other club. We're not going to do that. He's been a good young lad for us since he was 15 years old. And we want to set an example to the other young players to show that we will release you when the time is right if you put in your shift like Tabojo has. And then after that, you know, Sipo can follow in the future, Luke Lewis can follow, Jesse Don can follow, Keenan Phillips can follow, Keegan Johannes can follow, Lungu can follow, Diklokwe can follow. We'll sell the whole team eventually. 
it's not a problem for us <laughs> because we've always done that. But, it, but it's got to be at our time when it's right for us, when we see that the players have delivered for us, taken us where we want to go at the club, then we start worrying about individuals. But if, if, if the club's going to be only about the detriment of certain individuals to the detriment of the club, I think we can all see where Barcelona is today mm-hmm. because they prioritise one player over a squad. We will not do that. And uh, we will remain a team. And I would rather finish fifth or sixth in the league with a happy, united uh, team and coaching staff and admin staff than finish second or third and have carnage and anarchy in my club and unhappiness and turmoil uh, and, and just the negative energy. We've got a beautiful football club backed by a fantastic professional board, uh, a chairman that stood behind us for, for two and a half decades. And, and, you know, I'm tremendously proud uh, to, you know, to be one of the longest serving CEOs in the league for such a fantastic brand as, as Supersport United. And, and with Tebuho saying that you're willing to let him go, are you willing to let him go locally at the end of the season, like you said? We said that. Whichever is best for him we or for the club. Tebza. Yes, Tebza. Yeah, um, most, of, most of the players we only allow um, uh, international uh, uh, buyers. But um, we made an agreement with Tebza in turning down a couple of offers that we had now in August. And we said to him, we're turning these offers down, but the reward's going to come for you in six months' time where you can tell us which club you want to join and we'll make do um, and we'll make the best terms we can with that club. If that club is in South Africa, we're going to give him the permission to do that. And if that club is abroad, we're going to give him the permission to do that. He's earned it, and he'll continue to earn it during the season. He's one of the finest young lads we've ever had at the club. Um, we've had him since he was 15 years old from the mm-hmm. Harmony Academy. Remember, yeah. And um, and he's, he's just a, a beautiful, beautiful young man uh, with family values, a good head on his shoulders, tremendous discipline, and he's earned his move. And please, God, uh, you know, that will show the others. And that's the way that you leave Super Sports. Nobody's going to talk their way out of, out of their contract at Super Sports United. Wonderful. Stan, thanks for engaging us tonight. We really appreciate the clarity, most importantly, and the insight that you've given us. Uh, we, your fans are encouraged by the start to the season. And like you said, uh, consistency will be key going forward. But all the best, and thanks for taking our call. Thanks, Abisa. All the best to you and your listeners. Appreciate the, the support and the following, and hopefully we can keep it going. And um, hurt the Amakosi on the weekend. I, I, I love my old coach, Stuart. Absolutely love him. But I want him to be miserable this weekend. <laughs> Let's leave it there, Stan. Thanks. And uh, thanks for that clarity in there. I think he's uh, spoken then for the first time about the rumors of the club being sold. We're going to take a quick break because we still want to talk uh, a cricket and just wrap up what happened at the SJN.